this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Ears up in depth where we break through the news barrier to bring you, the listener, our beloved listener, uh, a little bit of a taste of what's happening in the Disney sphere. And I'm excited about it, Jeremy. We have a lot of good news today. First of all, welcome back to be back. The lovely Eric sat in for you. Uh, while you were gallivanting into the Mediterranean area to visit my personal homeland and uh, hang out with my family. I hope they treated you well. They did. I wasn't so much gallivanting. I was in bed with COVID for days of that trip. So there wasn't as much gallivanting as I would have wanted, but I did gallivant some. Well, you have to. I mean, once you recover and, you know, uh, you did have a private pool. That was my understanding. I got a little bit of an upgrade, which was very nice. And I did. And it fortunately, because then I was, you know, if you're going to be stuck in a hotel room and with COVID, have one with a private. <laughs> <laughs> did you feel good enough to like, utilize it or were you just like dying in bed for a week or whatever? It actually felt really good because I had a fever. Okay. And you know, your body's like so hot. So I would like dip myself in there and it Thank would kind you. of just cool me off a little <laughs> cool me off a bit. But mostly I just like slept yeah. in the lounge chair next to the pool. I, you, I, I slept so much. You okay. can't, you can't stay awake when you have COVID. You're just like in and out of consciousness for <laughs> three days. So, but, uh, finally got the COVID and got rid of it. And, uh, I feel like the Band-Aid's off a little bit with that. Yeah. Two and a half years of being like, am I going to get it? Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Well, look, man, I'm glad you recovered. I'm glad it wasn't too bad. And um, Yeah, and I could taste know? the Greek food. I didn't lose my taste. Oh, so see, all that wonderful dolmades. Oh, my gosh. And all the, the uh, fresh oregano and the lemon. Everything is so good there. And I said to my, we, we were at dinner. I was with my friend. I said, you ha- we have to get Dolmades. And they were like, oh, we don't really like those. And I was like, you don't like them in America when you have them in Greece. Right. Who it's does a that? story. Of course it is. Any, any food that you have in any other country besides the country of origin, it's going to be different. Yeah. Never say, I don't like this because I've only had it in a non, you know, whatever country. Right. That's no, you don't do that. Yeah. I'm angry, so, but they were, their minds were changed. I said, we're going to get right, one. Good. You're going to have, I'm going to give you a half. You're going to eat it. Right. And they were like, oh, these are really good. I was like, yeah, cause you're in Greece. They taste good here. That's the move. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I'll get it. I will bestow upon you the blessing of proper Greek cuisine. Yeah. I love it. So it was great. Very good, man. Very good. Well, I'm glad you're back. It's good to Thank see you. you. 
before the show, we're like, God, it's been like a long time. I haven't even seen each other. I don't even know what to do with myself now. Oh, my God, I know. But we're, we're here. Brief was but brief, and now it's <laughs> over. I know. Now it's, um, now it's back to normal. Yeah. Whatever. Um, all right, Jared. Well, let's jump into a little bit of news here as I futz with my camera because I can't stop rearranging my studio. I can't stop. I can't stop it. It constantly moves. We first tuned yeah. in. I asked you if you were in a different room because the angle was so different. I didn't even recognize where you were. Yeah. What's the story? Just get it. Just leave it. I can't. I cannot do it because uh, so I got a new microphone because I was tired of the audio being so weird on YouTube. So I'm going through um, and, uh, you know, I talked about this on the main show last week, but I signed us up for a TikTok account and I'm taking videos that we've done from you know other shows like our YouTube channel. Right. And just kind of compressing them into just taking a minute of a rant or something funny being said or even just some general content. And putting them up before uh, YouTube shorts and then just putting that to TikTok because I don't know. Why not? Uh, like I not, literally have nothing else to do. But going through some of that audio on YouTube specifically, it's my my audio for some reason was always very low and it would fluctuate. Sometimes it would be kind of low, but not really. And other times it would be super low where it's like, this is unusable. I can't I can't do this. So I finally bit the bullet and bought a new mic, but then I have to you know rebalance everything you know, based on that. So it's just, it's just one of those things, man. Well, glad you're doing it. Thanks. Are you getting a lot of watches? What is it? Views? <laughs> I thought like literally like wristwatches. Like, I don't Are understand what this man's talking about. Wristwatches now yes. that you've been doing. That? Well, yeah. I mean, I signed up on this uh, affiliate site and I DM people on uh, YouTube all the time. Go here. If you want a free watch. No. Um, I mean, we, I don't know. We're not, not like a whole lot, but it's enough okay. for, hey. for people to, I don't know, man. You know what I mean? Maybe you'll go viral. I hope so. In the good way. In the internet way. Yeah. For something positive also. By the way, no one wants to go viral for just something just asinine. Yeah, yeah. That would be bad. Well, speaking of uh, bad things, Jeremy, we don't have any bad things. We only have good stuff. We have good Disney news. Who wants to go first? In true form, welcome back to the States. Welcome back to the show. We should have figured this out uh, in the beginning. Instead, we were talking about uh, cats. So <laughs> who's going first? Yeah, that cat chat totally ruined our whole <laughs> vibe for getting the show. I think you have four stories. I have three. So why don't you start and bookend me? How about that? <laughs> okay, I could do that, man. Great. Let's start with a, a, a small story. Just a little tidbit, a crudité, I guess, if you will. It's an amuse-bouche yes. for the news cycle. That's right. An amuse-bouche. It's very, very short, but I feel like it's interesting, um, you know, from the standpoint of, um, well, I guess we'll figure it out. Disney's next feature film based on one of its classic theme park rides looks to be getting ready to leave the station. As sources tell Deadline, Bert and Birdie, I don't know who these people are, are in negotiations to direct a picture based on Big Thunder Mountain. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like that ride. Actually, I don't even really like that ride. The ride itself is good, but the story behind it is dumb and non-existent f for the most part. Like if you ask anybody, what's the story behind Big Thunder Mountain? You go, oh, it's like a runaway mine train. Well, it's an abandoned mine town, right? I don't and know then, because you drop when, like it's supposed to be haunted. See, I don't know. Because at the end, when you drive through, like when you're going back to the station, you pass the you know, the town and you can hear people and the piano playing or whatever. So I can't imagine it's abandoned, 
But maybe but it is. Maybe, maybe it's, it's an abandoned mine. Mine near a town. Yeah, sure. But this sort of proves my point. It's like you don't really know. I've ridden that ride probably a hundred times. There's no story. You have to be told the story later. It's like the most thinnest of premises to go, you know what we should do? Write a, let's do a movie about a one line thing. Let's make it into a movie. Wow. Let's stretch it out. So this is the thing. They can do whatever they want because it seems to be that they're not beholden to anything. I do think that this might be a lesson for Disney because, well, two things. One, a ride can be great with a lot of detail. It doesn't have to be war and peace of a storyline. It could just be really great and you know detailed and immersive and well done. Because there's this whole, all they talk about now is storytelling, storytelling. And I'm not sure yeah. that that's always what it should be. I think just immersion's good enough. Like, just throw me in the town and make it look good. I mean, and for I'll the, make my own story. For the I movie? am the magic. <laughs> that's right. For the movie or the ride? For the ride. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For the ride. I don't need a backstory right. for every ride. And that's that's my problem yeah. with a lot of these movies that are coming out that Disney's doing. Like, the Jungle Cruise. I know that the Jungle Cruise wasn't really about the ride so much, but it was not, it was weird. It showed that there was no real like cohesion with that, but like pirates wasn't about the ride, but then they crowbarred all that IP into the ride. And it was weird. And just yeah. kind of what they're doing, like with Tomorrowland, it's like, they're taking these things that have a thin premise because they should, because you're telling a story in two to four minutes on a ride. You right. don't need a backstory. You don't need a, a reason behind everything. But in a movie, you do, so you can get to know the characters, and you need a character to arc and to change and whatever, right? You can't do that on a ride. That's There's a reason that these rides are, are, are good. I mean, the ride mechanics are good, but it's also the story that you don't have to overthink it. You go, oh, that looks cool. That looks neat. But this, anyway. Meanwhile, there probably is a very detailed story to Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. There is. I don't I mean, do I know, anything without a reason. Yeah, there's like fan you know? fiction. I think that there was the... Um, the comic book about it too. I think that they did for a while. Yeah. Um, I know if you just, well, here, let's just do it. Big thunder. I bet, you know, just on, um, go on Wikipedia and you're probably going to get a ton of that stuff. Now I'm curious. I think we just don't innately know it because the, the ride doesn't beat you over the head with it, which is also another lost art, which is subtlety. And it's kind of nice when you don't know the story, but then if you do your research, you find the story and you're like, Oh, that's kind of cool. Well, see, even on uh, on Wikipedia, it says the detailed backstory, while present in park literature and training materials, is not communicated to parks to park guests directly. The station building on all four versions of the ride are themed to appearance of a mine company office from the lit mid to late 19th century. In the Disneyland Park, there's music and laughing in one of the saloons of Rainbow Ridge and a typewriter is heard from a newspaper office. The mountains themselves are themed to the Red Rock formations of the American Southwest Blah, blah, blah. But, <laughs> yeah. So there's a history, but uh, it's like in training materials. It's not really, that's sort of it. Yeah, and I think that Disneyland's setting is different than the Magic Kingdom version. Yes. Or possibly Disneyland Paris. Because I remember doing this, I think, on Supreme Resort. And it seems to me that one of them is the Red Rock, but then another one might be different colored rock from a different area of the country. And they, ha so they actually do have different settings. Yeah. I recall. It's been they a do. while. Yeah, they do. Well, we're getting a movie on it. So hopefully they can expand on that a, a little bit okay. for us. A minecart ride set in a mining town where gold is discovered. The original big Thunder mountain opened in 1979 in Disneyland in Anaheim. 
with another version opening soon after in the Magic Kingdom in Orlando. It's one of the more recognizable coasters in all of Disney's parks, also appearing in Tokyo and Paris. Plot details are unknown at this time for the movie and apparently for the ride, (laughs) but Disney always has been high on figuring out ways to turn its popular theme park attractions into big feature films. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, we're also getting a Haunted Mansion movie, too. So everything is going to have a movie. We're going to have backstory whether we want it or not. Okay, so I have another question. Yeah. So lately, Disney doesn't build anything that isn't already based off of an existing IP, right? Like they've kind of moved away from these original rides. Yeah. And the reverse has been happening. They've been taking these original rides and making movies. Well, when they exhaust that, because we've done Tomorrowland, we've done, you know, Haunted Mansion's coming and meanwhile, they've already done that once. Yeah. Like you said, will they then say, well, now we need to build more, like, the well will be dry, then what? On both ends. They will have burnt the candle at both ends. They're going to meet in the middle and go, well, we've, um, God, what's that movie? Inception. Yeah, yeah we've we, we've incepted ourselves. We've done Inception to ourselves where we're dreaming our reality, which is also our dream or whatever. So now what do we do? Right. I'm waiting for the Autopia movie. That's all I'm waiting on. <laughs> Once we have an Autopia movie, I'm out. I'm out. I'm just going to put rocks in my pocket and, and, and walk into the ocean. Like I, I can't, I won't be able to take it. And I guarantee you, I will bet you any amount of money that there has already been a pitch for an Autopia movie. Sure. Yeah. I think it's called Cars Land. <laughs> <laughs> that would rule, dude. Or Cars or whatever that's called. I've yeah. never seen Cars. Never seen Cars? No. It's cute. You should watch it. It's fun. I You'll love it. He's going to get her done. He'll drive me crazy. He's He is the literal worst part of that movie. <laughs> he really is. But, you know, within the context of the movie, it's cute enough to not be that bad. But okay. on the ride itself, like on Mater's ride or a car's ride, it's it's hard to square up. It gets a bit much. Get her done. Well, I'm going to start off with a slightly quicker story as well before we get into some of the more meatier topics for the middle portion of the show okay you no longer need a boat to see the fish and the plants these land and seas tours will leave you entranced (laughs) jason i'm thrilled to be able to announce that after a very long wait the behind the seeds walking tour will be returning to living with the land at the land pavilion at epcot on october 2nd oh tell me about this well, for fans of the Living with the Land Boat Ride, the behind-the-seeds walking tour takes guests on an approximately one-hour guided walking tour behind the scenes or seeds of the greenhouses of the Land Pavilion. Guests can see the up-close experiments being conducted on site by Epcot scientists, insects, plants, and even a chance to feed the tilapia in the aquaculture section of the ride and taste some of the homegrown crops from the attraction that are grown, you know, hydroponically, aquaponically, blah, blah, blah. Oh, so you get to sprinkle some fish food and eat a cucumber. Awesome. That's great. Did you do the tour? No, I didn't even know about it. That's literally what you eat is a cucumber. Oh, is it really? <laughs> That's why I'm like. <laughs> oh, man. I'm just really and smart. You, man. you also see a plant. I don't want to give all the spoilers away, but there's actually a plant that responds to touch and it moves after you, you know, kind of like a, what are those plants that eat? The uh, flytrap, the Venus flytrap fly or the. Yeah, they have something like that where if, it, if it, you touch it, it, it all like goes, whoo. Um, and then you watch it. It's it's cool. It's a very, very good tour. 
I don't know the current price, but when I did it a couple years ago, it was like 25 bucks. Oh, that's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably 175 now. They've raised the price probably. Yeah. But that's not all. Over at the Seas Pavilion, the Epcot Seas Adventure Dive Quest allows guests to dive into the 5.7 million gallon saltwater tanks and swim with over 2,000 sea creatures. The pavilion's 56 giant windows allow for family and friends to view your dive. The two-hour adventure also includes a behind-the-scenes tour of the inner workings of the Seas Aquariums. Guests must be scuba certified. The cost is $219 in addition to the required park entry. But if you're not scuba certified, not to worry. Also coming back on October 2nd is Dolphins in Depth. Stealing our title. <laughs> during <laughs> Lawsuit. During this two-hour experience, guests will interact with dolphins in waist-deep water. Which, like, that's not in depth. That's shallow. It's literally not deep at all. Yeah. It's dolphins and shallow. It's just enough for the dolphins to not be able to go anywhere. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't die, dolphin, in this. Uh, yeah. In this waste deep water, you can view backstage areas and Epcot's Dolphins Care Program and learn from Epcot Sea Life experts. The cost for that is $1.99 per person in addition to your park entry. They provide shorty wetsuits to all guests. So if you're a little bashful, don't worry about running around Epcot in your bikini. They've got you covered. Literally. <laughs> God. I'm very excited about this. First of all, I'm very excited about the behind the scenes tour. I can't wait to do it again. I thought it was so great. So I, I looked it up. It's 35 bucks now. Okay. Which is still you know pretty it good. It may have been 30 before, but you get a discount with your annual pass. So I probably paid 20. That's probably. So oh, okay. it may not have gone up too much. Yeah. Still. I, that's a good price, bucks. dude. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and also as a as a tip for people who are look, it's great if you want to go with your friends, but if you happen to be on a solo trip to Epcot, great activity. Yeah, Mr. P, you hear that? You're going solo. Sing in so, the chat, but sorry, P's going to go solo. He's great. He's yeah. going to have a great time. Um, so that's what's happening. I'm thrilled. Two more things coming back since the pandemic, and I have always wanted to swim in that dolphin tank. So you got to do. I it. will be. Wait until you see. I'm going to be having selfies in that shorty wetsuit. Oh, please do. In or out of the water. <laughs> oh, I fell over in my shorty wetsuit. Oh, here I am running through the pavilion. <laughs> <laughs> they, you don't get to keep the wetsuit, I imagine. I don't think so. Yeah. I know you should for $200. I know, but... right? But that'd Ooh, be cool, man. It... Wetsuit. I don't know about that. I would love to... Um... To get scuba certified, I would love to go scuba diving, um, but that would be really cool to scuba dive in that big tank. Come on. That's awesome. What an awesome it, thing to be able to do. Well, legally. I think they also used to have a snorkeling thing. Snorkeling, I would do in a, in a, in a second. I so love snorkeling. I don't know why. That seems to be the easiest thing to do. Anyone can snorkel. I wish they had that. I'm going to have to look a little bit more, but I didn't see that. I just saw scuba or waist deep sloshing around in a shorty. So <laughs> we're going to have to see. I'm going to, we'll, we'll see. Maybe I will update you if this, if the snorkeling comes back, because that's actually my number one uh, desire. Yeah, please do, man. Yeah. Speaking of desires. Our friends at the 21st Amendment Brewery welcome the warmer weather with the release of their brand new hoppy pilsner, Coaster Pills. With a label that depicts a magical portal into an amusement park of flavors, Coaster Pills has a good time around every turn. Coaster Pills is wonderfully clear and bright with a beautiful straw color and tight white bubbles. It has a snappy flavor with crisp lines and wonderful citrus tropical hoppy flavors and aromas. Plus, at 5.4% ABV, it'll help you coast right through your day like only the 21st Amendment can. 
Coaster Pills, as well as their summertime favorite Hell or High Watermelon Wheat, are available wherever you find great craft beer. That's right, past me. What a good job. And uh, the other day, I finally (laughs) found a can of Coaster Pills. I'm drinking Coaster Pills right now. Wow. I will say it is a very good beer, and I'm not just saying that because, uh, you know, 21st Amendment's a sponsor. It is a... uh, it is very good. I'm not really a, a giant fan of like tropical hops, um, but this has just enough sort of earthy notes to it, like a Pilsner should have, that it's not over the top tropical. I mm. I like it because sometimes that tropical can be almost sweet and you don't really want yeah. that in a Pilsner. You want that crisp bite of bitterness and um, it's good. I really like it. That's great. So Good job to a folks. Yeah, maybe I'll have a coaster pills when I go there. Oh, you should. I'll buy one for you. Oh, that's generous. I know. Um, (laughs) All right. The D23 Expo is happening in just a couple of weeks, Jeremy. I believe it's the September 9th. Oh, my word. And we were talking about this on either in Discord or one of the shows recently or whatever. I was like, man, they should really live stream this thing. Well, apparently they're going to live stream this thing. So clearly evidence that the parks listen, that someone at Disney listens to us. It has taken our idea. (laughs) But I don't think that's new. Oh, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> I'm obviously uh, uh, joking. I'm trying to be like one of these Disney blogs where like, yeah, we I are. We they, influence the parks in this many ways. And you write a list and publish it every week. I think they started live streaming at the last D23 because I remember thinking, why fight to go there and fight the crowds, Dude, the lines to get in? No. If I can sit at home and fight myself, potato chips on my chair on my chest. and just stare. <laughs> You know, I I agree. Uh, This year, the D23 Expo will have something substantial for video game fans with the Disney and Marvel Games Showcase coming on September 9th. The uh, Disney Marvel Games Showcase promises new looks at and new content reveals for Disney Dreamlight Valley, Marvel's Midnight Suns, and Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. Disney is also promising a sneak peek at the upcoming Marvel Ensemble game from Skydance New Media, former Uncharted creative director Amy Henning's studio. Skydance and Marvel announced their new project last October and have revealed little in the way of concrete detail. So if you're looking forward to this brand new Marvel game, this is going to be your first look at it. I played the Marvel Avengers game from Crystal Dynamics a couple years ago. Great game. I like that Disney, you know, Disney has sort of a rough history with video games when they try to run it themselves. But you license all that stuff to studios who know what they're doing, and you can make some pretty cool games. That Marvel Avengers game was very good, and then it got not good. But what are you going to do? Beyond those announced projects, there's a long list of games based on Disney-owned properties, including Bethesda Softworks' Indiana Jones game. That could be fun, an Indiana Jones game. Insomniac Games' Marvel Spider-Man 2 and Wolverine. I would love to play a Wolverine video game, especially like the sort of current meta of video games, if it's like a first-person shooter kind of thing, and you're Wolverine, and you can go and just rampage. I would love Wait, that a lot. Wait, you play it on your iPad? No, well, like a like a PlayStation video oh, game console. Yeah, I'm sure they'll, they'll have it for PC. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I imagine these are going to be like super immersive, you know, like Grand Theft Auto, you know, kind of thing. I don't know. Got it. Uh, and there'll be new Star Wars games from Ubisoft's Massive Entertainment. You know, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, that's it. So, um, oh, Friday, September 9th at 1 p.m. Pacific, if you're interested in watching this live stream, on the D23 YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook channels. It's the Disney and Marvel Games Showcase. Not to forget, Jeremy, you and I have a bet going on that will come due soon. 
D23. I forgot. Of course you did. I don't. I will never forget this. Well, we are are betting $100 to see if the parks announce a people mover return to Disneyland during D23. I say no. Jeremy says yes. We're going to find out who's $100 richer. It's going to be interesting. I think D23, they're going to have a, you know, the parks panel. It's very, it's the most popular part of the whole thing. But what Disney does is they have the parks panel, but they have so many other panels and they actually end up sprinkling news. Yes, they do. Out. Right. Whether or not it's intentional, I don't know. Not all of it comes with the parks panel. So it'll be interesting to see which (laughs) panel they decide to announce that in. Right. Yes, for sure. (laughs) I don't know. Well, what if? Okay, so let's say. All right. Okay, here we go. We're already my, we're already putting caveats. We're already trying well, to backtrack. No, but when we first made this bet, I said to you, I go, well, when does this expire? Like, when does this go to? Because what if they announce it at destination D? Like, what if? In, or what if in January at you know in an earnings call they say we're redoing the people mover, and you were like, no, it has to be a D twenty three. Yeah, because that's Which the rumor. Really. The, the the bet is, is the ride coming back or not? No, the bet is, are they going to announce it at D23? But just that's the no, rumor. That's not the that's not <gasps> that's your understanding of the bet. I oh! will go with it. Oh, thank if you. In January, we get an announcement that they're bringing it back. I'm not going to renege. I won't give you your hundred back, but I will dance on your face. That's fine. I, can, I will accept yeah. that. <laughs> For a hundred dollars, you two can dance on my. No. um Yeah. I mean, that was that was the whole reason behind the bet is the rumors on the blog sites are at D23 they are going to announce it. I don't think so. I know. That's why you're wrong. No, I said I think it's going to come back. Your whole thing was they can't. It's physically impossible. <laughs> we, we don't even have the technology to do it anymore. Like, whatever. And I was like, well, they could do it. They are going to do it. Well, okay. You're just you have just you have hung your hat on well, this one event. I know. Well, because that's the, the because otherwise, yeah, in 50 years, you know, then you could be right in 50 years, but we have to set a timeline. And you and I agreed on D23. So well, I didn't I, I do think that we have to have a timeline. I don't think it has to be 50 years, but I do think it could be like a year. But of course I've you can, because that gives you more agree. time to be right. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Isn't that how that works? Go ahead, Jeremy. He wants Disney to spin off ESPN, but Disney says this guy can go get bent. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's about as bad as our bet. Dan Loeb, CEO of investment hedge fund Third Point, made waves this week after penning a letter to Disney CEO Bob Chapek calling for some changes at the company. I love it when people say they penned a letter. It's very like I could see this guy sitting down by candlelight, dropping another piece of coal into the stove to keep warm, Mm -hmm. dipping his quill into ink. And (laughs) his assistant sent an email. (laughs) It doesn't sound as... It's not as literary. Dan Loeb. Yeah. After Disney announced, will Loeb characterize his quarterly earnings that pleased him? Uh, he purchased <laughs> a significant stake in the company. Wow. In his letter, he wrote, quote, we have had over two years to observe management navigate the most challenging time in Disney's history. This quarter's results are an important proof point that Disney's complex transformation is succeeding. And our confidence in Disney's. What is this by Jason Petro? I mean, I've never seen so much uh, uh, brown nosing of, of JPEG. Uh, is succeeding in our confidence in Disney's tr- current trajectory is such that we have, in recent weeks, repurchased a significant stake in the company. Which, meanwhile, I don't want to say anything, but 
I too have penned not just letters, but poems to JPEG with many requests of the company. And they rhymed. And equally, I was a shareholder. I sold that share. <laughs> and I'm now considering buying another share. And I think that my letters and poems should be re- responded to equally. Disney did have a good earnings report last week, racking up better than expected subscriber growth for its streaming services and beating expectations in revenue and earnings overall. But Loeb also offered up some suggestions indicating a strong case can be made for spinning off the company's ESPN division arguing that the sports channel would have greater flexibility to pursue alternative business initiatives such as sports betting that could be difficult while part of the family-friendly Disney brand. But little does Dan Lope know, Bob Chapek is the worst steward of family-friendly you've ever seen. <laughs> he is going to do it whether he sends spins it off or not. Sorry, Lobe. We're betting, baby. ESPN was in the news recently for having split after a more than 40 year decade part or 40 decade four. Sorry. <laughs> oh, whoa. Let's Take just two. slow it down. Yeah. Yeah. Let's chill. ESPN was in the news recently for having split with collegiate Big Ten football and basketball after a four decade partnership. Uh, but that didn't stop Loeb. Loeb says in a move that would surely anger Disney fans, Loeb continued to urge Chapek to undergo a cost-cutting program, saying he believes Disney's costs are among the highest in the industry and that Disney significantly under-earns relative to its potential. I okay. didn't type oh, okay. under-earns. I typed under-arms. Ooh. So I don't a know. Freudian slip mine there by Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, mine are getting a little wet because I don't have the AC on. For yeah, this, I'm, uh, I'm roasting, dude. Yeah, well, I have to get sound quality over comfort. Come on. Loeb continued that Disney should accelerate its purchase of Hulu and integrate it into Disney Plus as soon as possible. Currently, Comcast maintains 33% ownership of Hulu until its agreement to be bought out by Disney in 2024. But Loeb wants to move that along fast. He also encouraged Disney to hold off on reinstating its shareholder dividend and instead use the money to pay down debt which I agree. I think no, get rid of the debt, repurchase shares and invest in the business. He also called for a refresh of the company's board of directors to include more people with experience in technology, advertising and consumer engagement. Disney responded to Loeb's. I can only imagine suggestions in a statement saying, quote, it welcomed the views of all of its investors They added, under the leadership of JPEG, the company has delivered strong performance while navigating the COVID pandemic and its aftermath. And the independent and experienced board has significant expertise in branded consumer-facing and technology businesses, as well as talent-driven enterprises. They also stated, quote, as our third quarter results demonstrate, (laughs) which is like per my previous email. (laughs) That's exactly. Yeah. 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 The Walt Disney Company continues to deliver strong financial results powered by world-class storytelling. I guess they didn't see Jungle Cruise. And our (laughs) unique and highly valuable content creation and distribution ecosystem. Wow, I love a good ecosystem, man. Straight out of the words of out of the mouth of Walt Disney. Yeah, I love a good ecosystem. Talking about his business as a distribution ecosystem. I know. Yeah, that's very... uh, I mean, it's sort of odd where this guy just buys a bunch of shares and then goes, ah, here's a bunch of tips to fix your business that I just bought into. Unsolicited. Here you go. 
Seriously, he could save a lot of money. Just have in, an in-depth show. <laughs> yeah, come on this show. We could have him on. Dan, save yourself the money. Just come on here and kvetch. That's right. You get your point out. Yeah. And we know that Disney listens to this show and they take our ideas. <laughs> well, in my next story, oh, really? they did respond. Oh. Anyhow, um, that's what happened. Disney responding to Dan Loeb's suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by basically saying, that's cute. Go home. Yeah, go. It's nap yeah. time, Dan. Uh, yeah. Let's take a quick break. Speaking of nap time. Okay. <laughs> We're going to do a fast break. We're going to come right back. We got two main stories to cover, and I got a little fun story to end. A wash. Oh, wash so this much, off with. I know. So much info. I know. It's a good time. Hang on, everybody. It's Ears Up In Depth. We'll be right back. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. In-depth. Reporting Disney news that's probably not made up. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for sticking around. Got a couple good stories for you left to do. This one, I don't know how I feel about it because it doesn't really affect me. But um, (laughs) ever the narcissist was he. Yeah. uh, A lot of people. uh, (laughs) That is true. I'm working through that with my therapist, though, so it's fine. Uh, For months now, magic key holders have been wringing their hands and stomping their virtual feet in hopes of getting some word as to when they can renew their passes. Magic Keys went on sale about this time last year, so a fair amount of folks were getting a little nervous about what the quiet spell meant for their particular level of Magic Key. Usually, Disney is not shy about asking for money up front, and the lack of communication blossomed into several blog outfits hypothesizing that keys were going away altogether. Last week, the company announced that the Magic Keys would be open for renewal, And in true Disney fashion, all levels arrived with a fresh coat of price increases. Now, here are the old tiers of keys. The Imagine level was the lowest level. That was $3.99 a month. And that was, or excuse me, (laughs) $3.99 a year for SoCal residents only. And you have two park reservations at one time. And you get 10% off select food and merch. The Enchant level is $6.49, or it was. And you get four resis at a time with 10% off select food and merch. The believe key, which is it just re- reminds me and how awesome Disney is at naming stuff. Uh, that was nine forty nine a year and you can hold six park reservations at once, 10% off select food and merch and 50% off parking. And then the dream key was the highest tier at 1399 a year. You get six resis, 20% off merch, 15% off select food and bevies and free parking. Now, most of the tiers are basically the same with a few added things. Now your options are your Imagine Key. Instead of $3.99, you're at $4.49. That's still SoCal only, two resis, 10% off, blah, blah, blah. But the added perk on all of these tiers now, 20% off Genie Plus purchases, or your purchase of Genie Plus. And 25% off standard parking at the Toy Story parking lot. Well, yeah. Keep going. I have okay. some comments. <laughs> the enchant level used to be six forty nine. Now that's six ninety nine. 
Uh, same stuff, basically. It's four resis, 10% off food and merch, but you get your 20% off Genie Plus and your 25% off parking. The Believe Key used to be $9.49. Now that's $10.99. And you still get your six resis, your 10% off, 20% Genie Plus, 50% off parking, and coming soon, unlimited photo pass downloads. And then oh. finally, replacing the Dream Key is the Inspire Key. Now, the Dream Key used to be $13.99. Inspire is $15.99. And you get uh-huh. six park resis. You get 20% off merch, 20% off Genie Plus, 15% off select food and bevies, free parking, and also the coming soon unlimited photo pass downloads. Stop renaming things. Just change the damn price of it. We No one can keep track of all of this these names fast pass lightning lane genie genie plus enchant magic inspire we don't know what those things are just keep the same name and change it agreed and i don't know i wonder why i would love to know why they did that because i'm guarantee you there was a conversation about that in the in the boardroom the you know customer confusion is probably a big thing for a company like disney they want to keep everything straight but you got this weird, these weird naming scheme in the in the first place. It doesn't mean anything, anyways. Yeah, it all is weird. Yeah. Uh, what's different about the top tier pass? You know, uh, aside the thing I I just mentioned, is now there are solid blockout dates. The twelve days around Christmas, from December twenty first to January first. Um, is that twelve days? Yeah, sure, whatever. Everyone with a magic key will be blocked out. Meaning, if they want to go to the parks. They have to pony up the cash just like the rest of the schlubs. And at $169 a ticket for that part of the season, that's a lot to tack on to your Magic Key budget. Wait, is that the top tier even has blackout dates? Yeah. The most expensive one has blackout dates. Yes, sir. That's insanity to me. Now, it's important to note that these are for renewals only. The sales are not yet open to the public. So these are all just people. If you want to renew these things, this is these are the hoops you got to jump through. Grandfathered in. <laughs> I can't believe this. Yeah, it's pretty amazing, man. And then uh, you know, as things sort of blend through uh, the news sphere and, and you know on Twitter and whatever, people are discovering a little bit of uh, of a different sort of contract negotiation that uh, that Disney has. It's not really a negotiation. It's if you want this ticket, you got to do this stuff. Tacked onto the Magic Key terms and conditions is a seemingly new bit of information, a waiver. It reads, you and Disney each agree that any dispute or claim relating in any way to your Disneyland Resort Magic Key will be resolved by binding arbitration with the sole exception of claims that qualify for small claims court as set forth below. You acknowledge that you and Disney are each waiving the right to file a lawsuit and the right to a jury trial. You and Disney also agree that any and all disputes must be brought in the party's individual capacities. You and Disney therefore agree to waive any right to litigate or arbitrate any claims as a class action or other representative or collective action. Now, this language isn't really all that unusual. In fact, buried in the terms of your actual Disneyland ticket is similar language like this. I agree that the waiver and indemnity provided for in this COVID-19 and other communicable infectious disease provision shall cover all physical and emotional injuries and or damages, including without limitation, all illness and bodily injury, including death, whether suffered by me or anyone else before, during or after my visit and or participation. 
Additionally, I agree that the scope of the waiver and indemnity shall include any claims related in whole or in part to my own actions, blah, blah, blah. But it doesn't mention anything. It's just specifically COVID. Strangely enough, the only reference to waiving one's rights to a lawsuit, specifically a class action one, is for COVID-related illnesses throughout the ticket terms uh, terms and conditions. Perhaps making the passage in the magic key terms cover any class action suit and not just COVID related ones might have something to do with the lawsuit filed last year on behalf of magic key holders, which alleges Disneyland falsely advertised their magic key passes, claiming that they artificially limited park capacity and blocked pass holders with no blockout annual passes from making reservations. It's important to note that the dream key was touted as having no blockout dates, though all the ticket holders are required to make park pass reservations to enter the parks. The issue was that reservations were listed as sold out for Magic Key holders, while the general public, for lack of a better term, were still free to make park resis. The lawsuit states that the plaintiff, quote, reasonably believed no blockouts meant she could use her dream key as long as the parks were not at capacity. But while there have been many dates that have been marked as sold out to key holders on Disneyland's Park Pass Availability Calendar, these same dates often show availability for those with daily admission tickets. Now, Disney did respond to the lawsuit requesting that the case be dismissed, but a judge allowed two claims to move forward, one relating to the California Consumer Protection Act and one relating to breach of contract. So we might be seeing Disney's response to this pending lawsuit and trying to prevent any further litigation against it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you got to do what you got to do. You got to protect yourself and and really specify. You still got to make reservations. You might not get the reservations that you want, even though you have this pass and you can't really sue us for it. Sorry. Right. But Jeremy, the increases of magic keys are not all of the price related items on the Disney menu. Recently, personal friend of the show and captain of my heart, Mr. Bob Chapek, recently told CNBC that a ticket price increase might be on the horizon. Of course, there's always been one on the horizon. That's every every other year we get one. Yeah, but it's every year. It, here's a quote from him, and this is what it's what he said. It's not. I'll read it. Quote: We read demand. We have no plans right now in terms of what we're going to do, but we operate with a surgical knife here. It's all up to the consumer. If consumer demand keeps up, we'll act accordingly. If we see a softening, which we don't think we're going to see, then we can act accordingly as well. I don't want to say he's victim blaming, but he's blaming us for the popularity of the park and for the prices going up. It's like, well, if you guys wouldn't come here so often, we wouldn't raise the prices, but you guys keep coming here. So we're going to raise the prices. It's very odd to hear that because usually Disney says something about providing all this great content or, you know, we've done all these upgrades. They have like usually justify their price increases somehow. But JPEG is sort of like, don't come here. Can I tell you? <laughs> There's actually something refreshing about it. Yeah, I agree. He's like, yeah, a lot of people are demanding this and we only have one. Like this is there's only one Disneyland. So we have to raise the price. That's the laws of economics. I would rather him just be blunt and say that I actually kind of appreciate it than sprinkle sugar on it and be like "Eh," and lie to me and say we're making (laughs) you we're giving we're doing it because we're giving you more magic. The place sucks. I like this. I like it. I actually like this. Yeah, it's neat. And it's, you're right, but it's, it's refreshing. Not, it's very not Disney. It's very not Disney, no. It, it's hardly any company, by the way. <laughs> right, yeah, absolutely. Well, if you didn't want to buy this thing, you know, we're not going to, we wouldn't raise the prices. <laughs> Most it's, companies don't speak about their consumer's desire for their product in such a 
Atlantis like, in such a way. Yeah, it's it's not Disney. It's refreshing, but it also does sort of strike a, a chord of a shift in the way that this CEO treats the public and treats the company with re- with regards to how the public sees it or how the public interacts with the company. I mean, he's literally saying if people stop coming, we won't raise the prices. But if you keep coming, we're going to raise the prices. Right. Interesting. The cost of theme park tickets have jumped over the years with data tracking firm SJ Data Visualizations estimating that the tab for admission tickets to the Disney World and Disneyland theme parks have climbed more than 3,871% in the past 50 years. Disney has also slowly been raising the prices of food and merchandise across its parks. For instance, at Disney World, the iconic Mickey ear headband jumped $10 in price to $39.99, while the popular Mickey's premium ice cream sandwich and chocolate-coated premium bar rose from $5.69 to $5.99. All of this has led to increased profits at the park during its most recent quarter. Disney reported a 72% revenue increase in its parks, experiences, and products division, rising to 7.4% billion dollars. Disney said its per capita spending at Disney World and Disneyland rose 10% and is up more than 40% compared with fiscal 2019. Pre-pandemic, up 40%. And since all price increases. Look, it's a departure. I mean, you know, there is a, he does seem to be saying a lot of things lately where he doesn't look at the guests as guests. <laughs> You don't talk about your guests who come to your house in such a way. Like, <laughs> it's a commodity. Hey, if, you right. would, if you guys would keep coming over to my house, I wouldn't keep giving you drink. Like, you know, it's just, it's very <laughs> strange. It makes me think because I thought I I found recently the other day I was I was cleaning out a, a cabinet and I found this pamphlet that I have from the opening of Walt Disney World. It's called Preview Edition. I actually think it's a recreation of what they had, but talks about the opening of the Vacation Kingdom and the master plan. But in the in one of the sections, I was thumbing through it, and it talks about the future of Walt Disney World and blah, blah, blah. But then it says, Disney tradition, every guest a VIP. <laughs> That's been know, out the window for years, though. There is absolutely no... They don't think of us like that at all. I mean, they even talk about how their verbiage and how they should talk to guests and how they should refer to them and all this. That's gone. We're just widgets to him now. It's sad. Yeah. I can't imagine any company. Like he said, oh, in that earnings call, which to be fair, these are earnings calls. They are not marketing. They are not, you know, I mean, it's public, but like the earnings call is meant for a certain audience, financial analysts. I give a little bit of grace here, but when you talk about, he said that, you know, they didn't make as much money as they could because of the, what did, what did he say? The unfavorable mix or unfavorable something like the undesirable mix. mix. I think that's what it was. Can you imagine Walt speaking about his guests in a way where some of them are unfavorable for whatever reason? <laughs> um, as opposed to when yeah. Card Walker was running the company and, and, and Roy was coming up with this and they were saying every guest is a VIP. I mean, what a shift. Right. It's a shift. But also, you know, they weren't seeing the attendance numbers that we're seeing now. So I think on the one hand, I mean, I definitely agree and I'll always agree with that concept. But I sort of understand the, the from a business standpoint, I think at some point you have to think of it more as a business than a theme park. I think you have to in order to keep everything flowing and to keep everybody happy and to keep the experiences at a high quality. And you got to keep the money, you know, coming in. But they definitely are lacking a C and Iger didn't really do this either, but the, they're definitely lacking a CEO that has like, you know, for all the crap that people give Eisner, at least he was, you know good on the camera he was like getting out there and sort of like repping the brand 
I, they don't really have that anymore. And, you know, Walt was sort of the ideal of that, obviously, because he was Walt. But I think you need a, um, a CEO that's more of a face man to a certain extent, because those people will care about how the guests, the customers, the consumers see them and in turn the company. Mm-hmm. I th- if, if you get a good one. Well, I like JPEG. I think he's doing fine. But this is one aspect where I don't I, I think he needs a lot of help with is saying dumb stuff like this. Well, if you well, wouldn't come to the park, derp, derp, derp. Yeah. Refreshing, well, but not Disney. If a significant portion of your company's revenue is in the hospitality industry. Right. You should be hospitable. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter if the CEO of CVS or, you know, an oil company doesn't have this charisma. Yeah. Well, or and- looks at their customers in a much more numerical way or in a, 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 a metric. But even a hotel chain, Sheridan West, these companies don't talk about their guests like this. And I wonder if it's because it was on CNBC and because it was related to the stock, you know, the stock price and the stock market investing in general. I wonder if he's talking maybe in his brain to more of like the investor speak of like, Mm -hmm. yeah, because we're getting more demand for our product, we can raise the price. And then therefore, vis-a-vis the the stock will go up or the value will will be more. But I think and if that's the case, what he's missing is the other side of it where dingbats like me are going to find it. Not that it was like hard to find, right? It was a secret or whatever. But, you know, Disney fans are going to key in on that and go, well, okay. And then we bring it out to light. We're like, well, look, you can't say this stuff about us. If you don't want us to come to the parks, well, fine. I won't go. I don't have to do this. But I think a lot of people, and this is sort of uh, a point I was making in the Disney adult episode on the, on the main show. I think a lot of people feel like the only choice they have for vacation is a Disney park. And that's just not true. Oh, my God. In the past... The parks have been really good about making you feel that by giving the APs a little calendar or a magnet or whatever, right? These little gifts, free water, free iced tea, free coffee refills. You know, you make it make us feel good for spending the money. But as human beings, we sort of take that, personalize it and going, well, this is just for us. You can't have it. And then you sort of have this like caste system or whatever. But the parks are just as responsible for these attitudes towards the guests as as uh, you know, Disney is as the CEO is right as the consumers are. I lost my train of thought. I lost it. I'll take it all out. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, you never do. I know. Um. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. That's what's going on. <laughs> well, that's interesting. Yeah. Thank you. Disney got the name wrong for the electrical parade, and on Twitter, <laughs> a big fuss has been made. <laughs> God, I can't wait for this story, man. It was so much fun watching this happen in real time. This was great. There was a huge kerfuffle this week, and I'm proud to say I was dead center in all of it. <laughs> Disney releases these. So, you know, we've talked about it on the show there or that they have the, there's magic bands, but now there's the magic band plus. Right. Everything's right. plus. Well, these are there. They light up. They sync to the show, you know, like the old ears did glow with the show. They So they've got mm-hmm. all that going on. They, they yeah. But they now you got to recharge. Them. People are saying you got to recharge it like every two hours. It's a disaster. Okay? Yeah, it sounds really bad. Yeah. Also, we used to get magic bands for free. Now you got to pay. It's just it's so ridiculous. So magic band plus. Right. Well, of course, they've been lit releasing limited edition magic band pluses plus magic magic bands plus i don't know what the correct grammar for that (laughs) is that's not new i mean i have limited edition original magic band you know like illuminations the farewell you know sure you know 
take away my favorite thing and then charge me for merch celebrating it going away. That's how I want to be treated. That's my favorite. How about <laughs> you right. let me have my freaking show? That's right. So, of course, I, but I bought one. Uh, so I have that. At, so they've been doing these limited edition things. Well, this week, Disney released a limited edition one commemorating the, quote, electrical light parade. <laughs> Which Are there is any issues with that? Yeah, I've never heard of this. I, I I think it's cool. So we're sort of getting you're you're telling me that we're getting merchandise ahead of a new brand new parade that nobody's heard of before. I love it. Tell me more yeah, about well, it. Apparently, only it's the same artwork and look of what something is called the Main Street Electrical Parade. <laughs> it's not called that. So I, as Spectro Radio on Twitter commented on the post. So the shop Disney posted, they're like, look, we've got a new limited edition magic band for Disney's electrical light parade. And I commented on the post since when is it called that? <laughs> That's not the name. And now I'm thinking no one's going to respond or notice this, but I'm like, you know, of course. I'm, you know if this is, I did this in passing. I'm, tw- I'm scrolling, I'm tweeting, I'm blah, 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 blah. But I did comment because that's not a thing. That is not a parade. We have never known a parade in the Disney parks called the electrical light parade. Even I know Would- that. And I have no idea about half of the things in my own park in Disneyland. I have no idea what things are called. Right. Even I know that that's not called the electrical light parade. Meanwhile, <laughs> you and Officially. everyone else on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> including me. So wouldn't you know, the Shop Disney Twitter account responds to me. I love it. I love it so much. Which is also weird. <laughs> yeah, they, to push back a little bit or like to like justify. Back, yeah. yeah. They go, thanks for your inquiry. Disney's Electrical Light Parade and MSEP, they didn't even say Main Street Electrical Parade. They abbreviated it, which again, from what I understand inside the Disney company, that's a no-no. Oh, really? You say what it's called. You don't say MSEP. Wow. That's like a Starbucks. We were never allowed to call it a frap. It was a frappuccino. Or a PSL? Yeah. Nah, well, that's different, I guess. But uh, Frappuccino specifically because it was their, you know, copyrights or trademark. And you don't want it to be a frap because then everything becomes a frap and then you lose the cup like aspirin or Xerox, right? Kleenex. Polo. Right, exactly. So, uh, you know, yeah, same thing. Never call it a frap. Frappuccino only. Sure. Thanks for your inquiry. Disney's Electrical Light Parade and MSEP are the same thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they are. This, Disney doubling down on that. They are the and, same thing, but they're not called the same thing. <laughs> You're referring to the same thing incorrectly. Right. Right. And that's when the Disney drama started. <sighs> they doubled down on this incorrect nomenclature. Several people weighed in. Diz Dad Steve replied, no, no, it's not. <laughs> Big wine dad energy. <laughs> no, yeah. no, it's not. <laughs> Sipping a Shiraz. I love all of this. Andrew Brandenburg replied, you are now making stuff up. Just take the L. <laughs> take the loss. Yeah. There's a lot of these. Adam Quinn replied with one of my favorites. They're the same, except for the fact that one actually existed. <laughs> I've got two more that I love so much. Here's Jason Crow saying, I'm buying one today. I'll wear it in front of Cinderella's Palace and while riding my favorite attraction, the Scary Ghost House. (laughs) (laughs) The poignant of all was tweeted by someone who must have worked for Disney stating, if I said MSEP at the Disneyland call center, I would have had points taken off my call quality assessment. Wow. So 
That wow. is not how you don't refer to things because branding matters. These things count. It's the Main Street Electrical Parade. It has never, ever been called the Electrical Light Parade. That's not a thing. But it didn't end there. Story got picked up by Disney News website, Disneyland News Today, and its counterpart, Walt Disney World News Today, with a story about Shop Disney defending Disney's Electrical Light Parade name on their new Magic Band, and even referenced a tweet by Spectra Radio, yours truly, that's me, questioning the whole thing, <laughs> linked to my me. profile. Okay? So, WWNT putting Spectra Radio in the Diz Twitter limelight. It's insane. But here's the thing. This is not just ending like, okay, they, this is a screw up, whatever, whatever. It's got the rumor mill churning now. Okay. Oh, because, no. people, because people are speculating that the nondescript title electrical light parade could mean that the parade is coming to another Disney theme park. Because as we know, the Main Street Electrical Parade is coming to the end of its current run at Disneyland at the end of the summer. So they think that this there's speculation that perhaps more specifically a non-Magic Kingdom or a non-Disneyland style resort. So could it be coming to Disney California Adventure, Walt Disney Studios Paris, which we know has seen an incredible amount of investment, or Disney's Hollywood Studios? It's not unprecedented for the Main Street Electrical Parade to run at Disney California Adventure. It has run there before. And to be sure, when it ran there, because there is no Main Street in California Adventure, the name of the parade was changed. Not to the Electrical Light Parade, but to Disney's Electrical Parade. There's no light in there. Also, in Tokyo Disneyland, it should be noted, the parade is referred to as Tokyo Disneyland Electrical Parade. And the reason for that is because Tokyo Disneyland also does not have a Main Street. They have something called the World Bazaar. It looks hmm. exactly like Main Street. It's <laughs> covered in glass, but it's not Main Street, so they don't call it that. But nowhere on this planet is it or has it ever been called the Electrical Light Parade. So while I think that it's a possibility, and it is likely that the Main Street Electrical Parade we know is coming to an end. Disney's already announced it. It may very well likely be moving to another venue, I don't think that this misnomer is indicative of that. So hmm. I think two things can be true at the same time. It could be that it's moving, but I don't think this is telling us why it's moving. I think somebody screwed up. Never underestimate stupidity and laziness. It could. It, I think it's just a screw up. All right, well, a couple things. Wasn't the Main Street Electrical Parade the halftime show, like the Super Bowl or something like that, or the, the Orange Bowl Orange or whatever? Bowl, 1977 Orange Bowl. In uh, Miami, Florida, right. correct. It was the halftime show. Okay. There's a presumably, presumably, there's no Main Street down the center of the Orange Bowl, but they still called it the Main Street Electrical Parade. Yes, because right. it wasn't taking up residence there. I can see this. It was going there for a single event. You don't change something. If you're bringing something to another venue to, for, to showcase it, you wouldn't change the name there. Well, I, okay, maybe, but also if you're bringing it to, you know, Tokyo or whatever for, or for a limited run, I don't think you should change it either. I don't think that they would change it because the branding since the 60s has been the Main Street Electrical Parade or the 70s or whatever it was, right? But they do. It doesn't, it's not called Main Street there and they don't call it the Main Street. I know, but they should. Hmm. I don't know. But well, no, I mean, I guess in, in reference to if you're, if you're putting it, um, if it's for Tokyo and it's only going to live in Tokyo, that's fine. But if you're going to move it to like DCA, which I could sort of understand because you sort of want more people in that park, I would guess. Right. I don't think you should change it. 
I, I don't I don't think that you would change it. But also, I feel like why else is the merch like that? I mean, I agree with you. I think people screw up stuff all the time, but that's a big one to go through a couple of press checks, artwork checks. No one's saying, hey, let's clarify on this name a little bit. I don't know, unless they're still kind of short staffed to the point where just one person. OK, I'm in charge of designing this. It's my art check. And yeah, that looks great. I think this is what the name is. So I'm just going to push it out. It doesn't that doesn't make sense to me. So I don't they've know what the answer is. Rid of it. They've gotten rid of everybody. There's no institutional knowledge left there. They have no one. They have no one who's saying, hey, that's not what it's called. It's all up to us. We have to do it all. It's up to the fans. <laughs> but, uh, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe they are going to change the name to Disney. Maybe because maybe they've heard a lot of people actually just tend to refer to it as that. So they said, let's call it Disney's Electrical Light Parade. Yeah, but also, I just don't see Disney doing that. It just doesn't feel like a move that they would make. To just sort of strip down one of the most iconic parades in the park history to a different name altogether. Well, I mean, they've done it before. They changed it to Disney's Electrical Parade. When it went to California Adventure, Disney's Electrical Parade, here's the thing. Then they got real lazy. They got rid of Spectro Magic at Disney World. They sent the Electrical Parade from California Adventure to the Magic Kingdom. And they never, ch- when we had, so when we had the second run of Main Street Electrical Parade in the late 2000s, or well, late 2010s, it still said Disney's Electrical Parade. It was the California Adventure version running down Main Street USA in the Magic <laughs> Kingdom. They never brought back Main Street. So it never actually got its official title back until it then once again returned to Disneyland. See, so we and, just got the Disneyland California Adventure scraps. And again, why, well, you know, that's all you deserve. Um, <laughs> and again, why not just Disney's electrical parade? Why electrical light parade? It just doesn't, I don't know, like changing it again and again, it just doesn't make sense. But also that's sort of on brand. I mean, look what just happened with the Magic Keys change the name on those you know like who knows anymore i guess i guess that's really the point is who who knows no one knows but that's the other thing is this used to be a country a company whose branding we could trust and now no one really cares no one's watching the shop they're just collecting dollars and cents they don't care about the guests they don't treat us as vips to this company none of this matters really it only matters to us right well and you know you got the ceo literally saying if you don't like it don't don't shop here yeah with anything. And that's sort of what we've been saying on this show for years. If you don't like it, if you're online complaining and crying and tweeting at Disney and saying, do better and all this kind of stuff, and you're still going to the parks, you're part of the problem. Don't go. If you don't like it, you tell them and you don't go. Go somewhere else. But that's the, the, the only way Disney's ever going to listen. They're not going to listen to your feedback. They're not going to read your tweet. They're not going to read your blog comment. They're going to look at the revenue and go, whoa, we are down. Maybe we should do something. It's the only way. I mean, that's just yeah. capitalism, right? Free market. Meanwhile, I might get one because uh, <laughs> <laughs> because if it is. I think you mistake, should. You, des- you would deserve to own one. If it's limited edition and it's a mistake, that's kind of a neat thing to own. Oh, I thought you meant the magic. Key. Yeah. Oh, um, if it's limited edition, it's a mistake. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. No, I'm not getting a magic key. I just don't see it being a mistake, but I hope you get one. Get one. And then if if it rises in value, we'll split it. <laughs> I don't know. Everything is a, is somehow to get money. Yeah. Uh, I Do you want to know my alternative rhyme for this story? I would I had love it. My headline. Yes. I didn't use it officially. Here it is. For getting the name wrong, I called out Shop Disney, and now I am a star with mentions on WWNT. <laughs> I think it's good, man. I like it. 
I, you know what? And, and, and you were on the front page of that. You got called that right out. There was a link to the thing and everything. And I was like, oh man, this is amazing. I love it. Only been doing this for 11 years. <laughs> <laughs> you got noticed, man. Oh boy. All right, Jerry, I got, I got one more story for you. Hit me with it. Let's go. Mickey Mouse launches a new dance craze and hundreds of Disney adults are dancing in Tokyo Disney. At the Tokyo Disney Resort, Tokyo Disneyland, and Tokyo Disney Sea theme parks, hundreds of, quote, Disney adults. Now, I say that after we just did a show about Disney adults, and I the bottom line was that the term literally means nothing. It's meant as an insult, but there's no weight behind it as far as the definition, so it's a stupid term. But here we are. We're spotted dancing shamelessly to an addictive <laughs> song and dance called Jamboree Mickey. Have you heard this? No, Jamboree Mickey. Now it seems like every day outside and all around the Mickey Jamboree, let's dance dockside stage at Tokyo Disney Sea's American waterfront port of call. Swarms of adults in the hundreds gather to dance in unison for 15 minutes straight with two energetic members of the cast, Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Donald Duck and friends. Now, here's a video on that was shared on Twitter. I'm going to share it. um, I'm going to share my screen here with you so you can watch it. And uh, we'll do our best, podcast listeners, to uh, describe the action. But uh, it's awesome. It's kind of, is it a flash mob? No, it's like, um, I mean, I guess maybe. I I don't know. It doesn't look like a a stage play. I don't know. Let's, we'll we'll play it. Let's see. Oh, my God. So this is all these people. And they're they're doing the dances. This is the Macarena. (laughs) So that's it. So it's basically like if you can imagine, you know, um, Rivers of America, I guess, with all that space in front of pirates. I mean, there's there's a couple hundred people here. And, you know, it looks like Mickey is on. It looks like kind of a platform, I guess. Right. Let's replay it a little bit. There's maybe a stage or maybe it's like the equivalent would maybe be what outside of the Golden Horseshoe. I don't know. And you have a flood of people and the dance is like. You're bopping on one side and you have your arm like half cocked in the air and then you move it and you sort of shift and you kind of go back and forth that way. And it's like legitimately hundreds of people watching. But in the video, you can only really see, you know, maybe, I don't know, 75 or 80. Who knows? But they're all doing it. They're very much in sync. It looks if you stumbled upon it, it does look like a flash mob. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Or it looks like me when I'm drunk at Atlantic Dance Hall at the Boardwalk <laughs> Hotel when they start doing the line. Like anytime there's line dancing. Yeah. You know, like that. Uh-huh. I don't know what that's <laughs> called. But, yeah, I get out there. I'm sure you do. Two steps to the right. Two steps. Oh, to the, the, left. Le- the slay and of the slip. slide. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I like that. But that's what it kind of looks like, too. Uh, Jamboree Mickey actually arrived in Tokyo Disney Resort as a theme park children's entertainment program in 2019. Currently, it's performed three to five times a day on live stages at Tokyo Disneyland, Orleans Theater, and at Tokyo Disney Sea after a hiatus due to COVID-19. Okay, so at the dockside stage, that's what the video was. So there is a stage and they're doing like a whole, you know, thing. The catchy tune features a remix of the iconic Mickey Mouse Club theme song and began on the parade route, a street party similar to those found in Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom. I don't know what that sentence is that I just read, but I know I read something. In its debut, the song and dance was even performed on Japanese national television in collaboration with the popular Japanese pop girl group Nogizaka 46, where they danced alongside small children as well as Mickey Mouse. So let's watch this a little bit, a, a little bit of the, uh, the uh, girl group Nogizaka 46. 
I mean, they look like flight attendants from the 70s, first of all. <laughs> this looks weird. <laughs> and it's like you're on one leg and you kick the other leg out and you, you know, bend your arm. It's a- I feel like this is... I want to dance like this. Me too. Oh, I think I love it. I think I love it too. You need to put us on Spectrum. I do love it. Oh my God, look at their current crisscross. You have not heard the last of this. Let me tell you right now. Uh, Mr. P's got to put this on a stream. All right, well, you get the idea. Wow, and the castle even dances. Oh, yeah, for sure. Why not, man? Oh, sure. Uh, however, um, this is... however, the infectious quality of the song and dance has, over time, sunk into the public consciousness, and many Disney adults have begun showing up at Tokyo Disney Resort's live shows, perhaps for two main reasons. The first reason could be attributed to the pandemic, which has triggered an increase in health-oriented activities in Japanese schools, especially in preschools and kindergarten. The Walt Disney Company has started sending Jamboree Mickey videos to schools, encouraging children to learn how to dance. Over time it seems that the repetitive song and dance has successfully spread to parents and older generations the second reason could have been that the adorably excitable pinocchio who went viral after being spotted at tokyo disneyland danced excitedly on jamboree mickey around the park and comically engaged park visitors this video is adorable so it's just you know a face character pinocchio just like sort of walking along and doing that weird like hop skip and he's, he's like bending his arm and then he goes to a cast member and tries to engage the, them in the dance and the cast member is like right away yeah right away and they do like a, a clap to get the timing on and then they're both doing it in sync and it's so good <laughs> I love it and then Pinocchio is just trying it with the little kids and the cast member he was dancing with is like custodial Right, just in, but immediately was like, yep, yeah, I got this. Yeah, exactly, and it was such a good show. It, it does seem like Pinocchio is kind of a shill for this dance, because it's, <laughs> he's just literally <laughs> skipping around doing this dance. Pinocchio's the best. <laughs> Pinocchio sort of rolls, dude. It's a cool Pinocchio, too. Oh, they're doing this it. This Pinocchio is so cool. <laughs> it's just... It's a 10-minute video. We're not going to watch the whole thing, but... I, get, I could. Yeah, I, I so could I. That's the thing. What is he doing now? He's at this map. <laughs> Who knows anymore? I think I'm going to have to watch this on Walkabout, it dude. Seems- he almost seems a little, I don't know what he's weird. <laughs> he seems almost out. out of character. Like he's, he's, he's yeah. Like, uh, after the Mickey Jamboree returned in April 2022 after hiatus, again, the show had begun to attract a steady number of dancing guests in the cordon-off areas beyond the seats provided. And so this is um, footage of people who uh, aren't, you know, seated watching the show and dancing in unison. Yeah, they're like in the back. Yeah. They're like off to the side, and they are all adults. There are no children. There's one child right there. It looks like a dance anyone can do. Yep. Like the Macarena. 
Jamboree Mickey. Jamboree Mickey. Oh, my God. Oh, that's what they're saying. I think so, yeah. Oh, my God. This is the opiate of the masses. Uh, and there's a longer video and, you know, whatever, dude. That's that's what's going on, man. That is exactly what's happening in Tokyo Disney. And I love it. I think it's great. It's um, it's awesome. And I really think it needs to spread over to uh, our parks. But I, I don't think it will be very long. Uh, right. Because, you know, everyone needs a uh, everyone needs a reason to be famous online. I think this is the reason you're going to see uh, TikTok. Disney TikTok people doing this dance in the parks. I guarantee you by year end, there will be people in Disneyland and Disney World going viral on Disney TikTok for doing this dance like in the park, within the park specifically. Well, hell, why wait? I'm going a week from I'm going down a week from today. Let's get this going. Let's get it. I'm going to do it. Okay, do it. I'm going to make a video. I don't have a TikTok. Do a video. Send it to me. I will put it on our TikTok channel, which has literally one video, but I will do it. I'll do it. I'll put it on YouTube Shorts. It'll be great. If I go viral, it'll be a disaster. It'll be awesome I've for both of us. I've already been going viral on Twitter. How much more virus can I take? My viral load's getting... <laughs> <laughs> I should do it. Maybe I'll be the reason that this comes to America. Please do Which it. Which would really be you're the reason because you planted the seed. But that's what I like to do. I like to have ideas and then not do them and have other people do them for me. That's my, that's my thing. Spin your web, oh, spinmeister. <laughs> I'm one of the fates. Going back to the Greek uh, thing. Anyway. Oh, God. That's all I got, Jeremy. I think that this was an hour of a, and a half, almost an hour and a half of news packed. <laughs> With Where entertainment. Where you get this much news? Nowhere. Nowhere else. <laughs> Nowhere else. Yeah. All right. Thanks a lot, everybody, Lester for tuning Hull, in. Eat your heart out. <laughs> uh, I appreciate you guys listening to me and my viral companion, Jeremy. Oh, whatever. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for tuning in. And uh, until next time, we'll see you later. <laughs>